The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Happy Friday to you. Good morning. I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Friday, May 19th, 2023, Friday of the sixth week of Easter. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one, and Friday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. Our saint today is St. Theophilus of Corte, born in 1676 in Corsica, of rich and noble parents. As a young man, he entered the Franciscans and soon showed his love for solitude and prayer. He was ordained and assigned to a retreat house near Subiaco. He was inspired by the austere life of the Franciscans there and founded other such houses in Corsica and Tuscany. He became famous for his preaching and his missionary efforts. Theophilus generously served the needs of God's people in the confessional, in the sick room, and at the graveside. Worn out by his labors, he died June 17th. 1740. Saint Theophilus of Corte, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, in union with that divine intention with which you offered to God your praises on earth through your most sacred heart, and now offer them in the sacrament of the Eucharist everywhere, even to the end of time. I most gladly offer you throughout this entire day all my thoughts and intentions, all my affections and desires, all my words and deeds in imitation of the most holy heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary Immaculate. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray the church movements and groups may rediscover their mission of evangelization each day, placing their own charisms at the service of needs in the world. 10 Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, My guardian angel, intercede for me. Today's uh, first reading from the Acts of the Apostles, from chapter 18, tells us about a vision that St. Paul had of Jesus. There he saw Jesus standing in front of him. And the Lord gave him these very comforting words. He said to him, Do not be afraid. Go on speaking. And do not be silent, for I am with you. No one will attack and harm you, for I have many people in this city. Well, this language is similar to some of the passages we see in the Old Testament when God addresses, like the prophets or other men, like like Moses. You know, when Moses stood in front of that burning bush and God told him to go to Pharaoh and to free the Israelites. Well, this was a pretty daunting prospect for Moses. You know, to go and face the greatest power on earth. But God said to him, I will be with you. And he said the same to the Blessed Mother when he announced to her 
uh, that she would uh, give birth to the Messiah, you know, who would save his people. He said to her, do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. And, well, it is said that these words of not being afraid, of course, are meant to allay the overpowering um, impact of God's presence. And I'm, I'm sure that Paul was awed and, and fearful in this tremendous presence of the divine. But Paul was also pretty stressed and filled with anxious premonitions about the severe treatment that his opponents will hand out to him in, in Corinth. He must have been reeling with anxiety, thinking in his head, uh, you, know, you know, what they would do to him. But now he remembered those words, do not be silent, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, especially don't be silent. And so he understood that this was indeed his responsibility to go to Corinth and speak. He had to go and preach. He had to say something, even if he was going to face all this hostility. And he could have thought, well, now is not the right time. Let's just wait it out a bit, maybe later. But then he thought that if, wait, if God is with me, even if I am apparently unsuccessful, God will draw out fruit from this. He will inspire the right words or just give me the courage to face this, this obligation. And we know that preaching the gospel is not just for certain people with a particular education or degrees in you know, theology. It's really a task that God offers all of us to the rich, to the poor, to the educated, and even to the uneducated or the ignorant. He's telling us, don't be silent. And right now, well, we're in a pretty secularized society. And it often rejects even the most fundamental moral truths that we stand, stand by. And perhaps we can see, well, how courageous have I been in this area of speaking? Or do I just stay in very safe areas? Or have I remained silent? Well, in our, in our prayer now, we can tell the Lord... We can tell you, Lord, that maybe, Lord Jesus, I'm unsure. Maybe I am afraid. Um, and what will you tell me? How can you guide me? We have a good example in St. Justin, the martyr. He was a Christian apologist from the second century. He died in the year 165. And he said it quite clearly. He said, not only philosophers and scholars believed in Christ, but also workmen and people wholly uneducated, all scorned glory and fear and death. And he too felt that none of these could stay silent. You see, Justin had been born a pagan, and he spent a long time researching and, and trying to figure out more about the true God and which one could really tell him the truth. He started, well, pretty eclectic, dipping into Platonism and then later into Stoic philosophy as well. And he recounts that he was really under the charm of Platonic philosophy, and he thought that this was really going to be the way to go. And then one day he was walking along the seashore. You can just picture him, this beautiful beach, and he's walking along. And suddenly he's, he meets this mysterious old man. And they started talking, walking along for quite a while. And the conclusion of their long discussion was that he could not arrive through human knowledge alone at the idea of God. 
but that he needed to be instructed by the prophets who were indeed inspired by the Holy Spirit, who had known God and could make him known. That, that was his conclusion after speaking with this old man. Now, we don't know who this, this guy was, this old man, but clearly he did not remain silent, and he was a very effective uh, apostle. I mean, he was talking with him, and he was doing apostolate with, with Justin. He would listen to him. I can imagine he would understand where Justin was coming from. He probably knew something about you know, Platonic philosophy, philosophy. And he didn't, he didn't badger him or scoff at his ideas. And he must have really opened up horizons to, to Justin. Justin said, when I was a disciple of Plato, hearing the accusations made against the Christians and seeing them intrepid in the face of death and of all the things that men fear, I said to myself that it was impossible that they should be living in evil and in the love simply of pleasure. It was impossible, he said. Now this old man too must have been exemplary in his calm, in his kind manner, and also in his you know, lacking fear of becoming in some way unpopular. Now it is said that St. Justin converted in about the year 130 AD, so he, it seems he went to Ephesus then, and then he went to Rome, and he started speaking and exchanging with other philosophers, and he could see that some of these cynic philosophers were starting to conspire against him. And he says that in his, in his second apology, he says that I too expect to be persecuted and to be crucified by some of those whom I have named, or by Crescens that friend of noise and of ostentation. So I don't know what exactly he means by noise and ostentation, but I'm sure that he always remembered the serene example of that old man along the seashore who spoke so clearly. Now, we have, afterwards, we have a pretty detailed account of uh, his martyrdom that he underwent with several other Christians and, and the prefect, this guy Rusticus, demanded that he sacrifice to, to the gods and he said, Justin said, no one in his right mind gives up piety for impiety. And he, he was, they demanded again that he do it, but in the end he said, no, I'm, I'm not going to sacrifice to these gods. And he was, well, he was martyred. Now, at that time, for sure, he was definitely afraid, but he faced it. And he knew that God was with him, and he did not remain silent. And he had, he had, like St. Paul, he had a deep sense of responsibility. Do I realize that I have that responsibility? Now here, here's a beautiful passage from the first point in The Forge by St. Azuria. It's the first point, point number one. He says, we are children of God, bearers of the only flame that can light up the paths of the earth for souls, of the only brightness which can never be darkened, dimmed, or overshadowed. The Lord uses us as torches to make that light shine out. It depends on us that many should not remain in darkness, but walk instead along paths that lead to eternal life. So who am I a torch for? Whose life do I illuminate? And. We cannot be these sedentary Christians eh, that the Pope, Pope Francis often speaks about. We cannot be these couch potatoes 
in, fall into this passivity. Let us really engage in our faith by really not remaining silent and see where I have perhaps remained silent and begin to speak because this will reflect our true identity and to be fishers of men launching out into the sea where there are many, many fish indeed. We ask our Blessed Mother, Queen of Apostles, to help us and intercede for us in this. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. 16 past the hour, this is Daybreak. It's Friday of the sixth week of Easter, May 19th, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We begin this liturgical day with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And, and my, my mouth, mouth will, will proclaim, proclaim your praise. and its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is he who set it on the seas, on the waters he made it firm. The Lord is risen. Alleluia. Who shall climb the mountain of shall stand in his holy place, the man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. The Lord is risen, He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him. Seek the face of the God of Jacob. The Lord is risen. doors. Let him enter the King of glory. The Lord is risen. Alleluia. Who is the King of glory? 
the valiant, the Lord the valiant in war. The Lord is risen. doors. Let him enter the King of glory. The Lord is risen. Alleluia. Who is he, the King of glory? He, the Lord of armies, He is the King of glory. The Lord is risen. Alleluia. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. The Lord is risen. Alleluia. do not punish me. Alleluia. Lord, in your anger, do not punish me. Alleluia. O Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger. Do not punish me, Lord, in your rage. Your arrows have sunk deep in me. Your hand has come down upon me. Through your anger, all my body is sick. Through my sin, There is no health in my limbs. My guilt towers higher than my head. It is a weight too heavy to bear. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, in your anger, do not not punish me. Alleluia. Lord, you know all my longings. Alleluia. 
Lord, you know all my longings. Alleluia. My wounds are foul and festering, the result of my own folly. I am bowed and brought to my knees. I go mourning all the day long. All my frame burns with fever. All my body is sick, spent, and utterly crushed. I cry aloud in anguish of heart. Oh, Lord, you know all my longing. My groans are not hidden from you. My heart throbs. My strength is spent. The very light has gone from my eyes. My friends avoid me like a leper. Those closest to me stand afar off. Those who plot against my life lay snares. Those who seek my ruin speak of harm, planning treachery all the day long. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it, as it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is, is now, now, and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, you know all my longings. Alleluia. I confess my guilt to you, Lord. Do not abandon me, for you are my Savior. Alleluia. I confess, I confess my, my guilt, guilt to you, Lord. Do, do not, not abandon me, for, for you are my Savior. Alleluia. But I am like the deaf who cannot hear, like the dumb unable to speak. I am like a man who hears nothing, in whose mouth is no defense. I count on you, O Lord. It is you, Lord God, who will answer. I pray, do not let them mock me, those who triumph, if my foot should slip. For I am on the point of falling, and my pain is always before me. I confess that I am guilty, and my sin fills me with dismay. My wanton enemies are numberless, and my lying foes are many. They repay me evil for good, and attack me for seeking what is right. O Lord, do not forsake me. My God, do not stay afar off. Make haste. And come to my help, O Lord, my God, my Savior. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Do not abandon us, Lord our God. You did not forget the broken body of your Christ, nor the mockery his love received. We, your children, are weighed down with sin. Give us the fullness of your mercy. I confess confess my guilt to you, Lord. Do Do not abandon me, for for you are my Savior. Alleluia. God has given us a new birth into a living hope. Alleluia. By raising Jesus Christ from the dead. Alleluia. From the first letter of the Apostle John. This is the message you heard from the beginning. We should love one another. We should not follow the example of Cain, who belonged to the evil one and killed his brother. 
Why did he kill him? Because his own deeds were wicked, while his brothers were just. No need, then, brothers, to be surprised if the world hates you. That we have passed from death to life, we know, because we love the brothers. The man who does not love is among the living dead. Anyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that eternal life abides in no murderer's heart. The way we came to understand love was that he laid down his life for us. We too must lay down our lives for our brothers. I ask you, how can God's love survive in a man who has enough of this world's goods yet closes his heart to his brother when he sees him in need? By this we have come to know the meaning of God's love. Christ laid down his life for us. And And we we should should lay down down our lives for our our brothers. Alleluia. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love our brothers. And And we we should should lay lay down down our lives for our brothers. Alleluia. From a Treatise on John by St. Augustine, Bishop. The Church recognizes two kinds of life as having been commended to her by God. One is a life of faith, the other a life of vision. One is a life passed on pilgrimage in time, the other in a dwelling place in eternity. One is a life of toil, the other of repose. One is spent on the road, the other in our homeland. One is active involving labor, the other contemplative, the reward of labor. The first kind of life is symbolized by the Apostle Peter, the second by John. All of the first life is lived in this world, and it will come to an end with this world. The second life will be imperfect till the end of this world, but it will have no end in the next world. And so Christ says to Peter, Follow me. But of John, he says, If I wish him to remain until I come, what is that to you? Your duty is to follow me. You are to follow me by imitating my endurance of transient evils. John is to remain until my coming, when I will bring eternal blessings. A way of saying this more clearly might be, Your active life will be perfect if you follow the example of my passion. But to attain its full perfection, John's life of contemplation must wait until I come. Perfect patience is to follow Christ faithfully, even to death. But for perfect knowledge, we must await his coming. Here in the land of the dying, the sufferings of the world must be endured. There, in the land of the living, shall be seen the good things of the Lord. Christ's words, I wish him to remain until I come, should not be taken to imply that John was to remain on earth until Christ's coming, but rather that he was to wait, because it is not now, but only when Christ comes, that the life he symbolizes will find fulfillment. On the other hand, Christ says to Peter, Your duty is to follow me, because the life Peter symbolizes can attain its goal only by action here and now.
Yet we should make no mental separation between these great apostles. Both lived the life symbolized by Peter. Both were to attain the life symbolized by John. Symbolically, one followed, the other remained. But living by faith, they both endured the sufferings of this present life of sorrow, and they both longed for the joys of the future life of happiness. Nor were they alone in this. They were one with the whole church, the bride of Christ, which will in time be delivered from the trials of this life and live forever in the joy of the next. These two kinds of life were represented respectively by Peter and John, yet both apostles lived by faith in this present, passing life, and in eternal life both have the joy of vision. And so, for the sake of all the saints inseparably united to the body of Christ, to guide them through the storms of this life, Peter, the chief of the apostles, received the keys of the kingdom of heaven, with the power to bind and loose sins, and for the sake of those same saints, to plumb the depths of that other hidden life, John the Evangelist reclined on the breast of Christ. For it is not only Peter, but the whole church that binds and looses from sin. And as for the sublime teaching of John about the Word, who in the beginning was God with God, and everything else he told us about Christ's divinity and about the Trinity and the unity of the Godhead, which now, until the Lord comes, is all like a faint reflection in a mirror, but which will be seen face to face in the kingdom of heaven. It was not only John who drank in this teaching that came forth from the Lord's breast as from a fountain. All who belong to the Lord are to drink it in each according to his capacity. And this is why the Lord himself has spread John's gospel throughout the world. The God of all grace has called us to glory in Christ Jesus. He will, he will restore, restore, support, and strengthen us after we have suffered for a little while. Alleluia. He who raised Jesus from the dead will also raise us up with Jesus. He will, he will restore, support, and strengthen us after we have suffered for a little while. Alleluia. Let us pray. Hear our prayers, O Lord, so that what was promised by the sanctifying power of your word may everywhere be accomplished through the working of the gospel, and that all your adopted children may attain what the testimony of truth has foretold. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Twenty-three minutes before the hour, today's gospel is coming right up along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Friday of the sixth week of Easter, May 19th, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek, and today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, 
The Lord tells his disciples, you will be sad, but you'll be okay. It's from the 16th chapter of the Gospel of John. Truly, truly I say to you, you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. When a woman is in travail, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she is delivered of the child, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a child is born into the world. So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again and your hearts will rejoice and no one will take your joy from you. In that day, you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly I say to you, if you ask anything of the Father, he will give it to you in my name. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. If we want holiness, and who doesn't? We have some work to do. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 2, Lent and Eastertide. To make progress on the road of holiness, we must foster interior recollection. This means not having our senses restless, not being curious about everything going on, not being oblivious of God. We need mortification of the internal senses, imagination, memory, keeping useless thoughts at bay, and of the external senses, struggling to be conscious of God's presence, seeing the hand of God behind the ups and downs of life. We need to purify our heart, for only the pure of heart can see God. Lack of purity, attachment to the goods of the earth, and giving the body all that it wants dull the soul's interest for the things of God. The unspiritual man does not receive the gifts of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual man is the Christian who bears the Holy Spirit in his soul in grace and has his heart and mind fixed on Jesus. His pure, sober, and mortified life is the best preparation for being a worthy dwelling place for the Spirit, a place where the paraclete can dwell with all his gifts. When the Holy Spirit finds the soul well disposed, he takes it over and leads it along paths of deep prayer. We start with vocal prayers, which many of us have been saying since we were children. First one brief aspiration, then another, and another, till our fervor seems insufficient because words are too poor. Then this gives way to intimacy with God, looking at God without needing rest or feeling tired. We begin to live as captives as prisoners. And while we carry out as perfectly as we can with all our mistakes and limitations, the tasks allotted to us by our situation and duties, our soul longs to escape. It is drawn towards God like iron drawn by a magnet. One begins to love Jesus in a more effective way with the sweet and gentle surprise of the encounter. St. Jose Maria Escriva is describing the path followed by souls who live a normal life in normal circumstances, no matter what their educational background, job, or state in life. 
for many this way begins with frequent consideration of the sacred humanity of Christ, reached through the Blessed Virgin and passing necessarily through the cross to the Blessed Trinity. Our heart now needs to distinguish and adore each one of the divine persons. The soul is, as it were, making a discovery in the supernatural life, like a little child opening his eyes to the world about him. The soul spends time lovingly with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and readily submits to the work of the life-giving paraclete who gives himself to us with no merit on our part, bestowing his gifts and the supernatural virtues. As we finish our prayer, let us turn to Mary, who had the fullness of grace and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and ask her to teach us to come close to and love the paraclete always, but in a special way during this decennary. We ask her to help us not remain stuck halfway along the road that leads to the holiness we are called to. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fourteen minutes before the hour, we join the whole church in prayer again as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Have courage, my son. Your sins are forgiven. Alleluia. Have courage, my son. Your sins are forgiven. Alleluia. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offense. O wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. My offenses, truly, I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight? I have done. That you may be justified when you give sentence and be without reproach when you judge. O see, in guilt I was born. A sinner was I conceived. Indeed, you love truth in the heart. Then in the secret of my heart teach me wisdom. O purify me, then I shall be clean. O wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face, and blot out all my guilt. A pure heart create for me, O God, but a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor sustain me, that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you. O rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. For in sacrifice you take no delight. Burnt offering from me you would refuse. 
my sacrifice, a contrite spirit, a humbled, contrite heart, you will not spurn. In your goodness show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Have Have courage, my son. Your Your sins sins are are forgiven. forgiven. Alleluia. You go forth to save your people, to save your anointed one. Alleluia. You go go forth forth to to save your people, to save your anointed one. Alleluia. O Lord, I have heard your renown and feared, O Lord, your work. In the course of the years, revive it. In the course of the years, make it known. In your wrath, remember compassion. God comes from Taman, the Holy One from Mount Paran. Covered are the heavens with his glory, and with his praise the earth is filled. His splendor spreads like the light. Rays shine forth from beside him, where his power is concealed. You come forth to save your people, to save your anointed one. You tread the sea with your steeds amid the churning of the deep waters. I hear, and my body trembles. At the sound, my lips quiver. Decay invades my bones. My legs tremble beneath me. I await the day of distress that will come upon the people who attack us. For though the fig tree blossom not, nor fruit be on the vines, though the yield of the olive fail and the terraces produce no nourishment, though the flocks disappear from the fold and there be no herd in the stalls, yet will I rejoice in the Lord and exult in my saving God. God, my Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet swift as those of hinds and enables me to go upon the heights. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. You go go forth to save your people, to save your anointed one. Alleluia. Zion, give praise to your God. He has brought peace to your borders. Alleluia. Zion, give praise to your God. He has brought peace to your borders. Alleluia. O praise the Lord Jerusalem. Zion, praise your God. He has strengthened the bars of your gates. He has blessed the children within you. He established peace on your borders. He feeds you with the finest wheat. He sends out his word to the earth and swiftly runs his command. He showers down snow, white as wool. He scatters hoarfrost like ashes. He hurls down hailstones like crumbs. The waters are frozen at his touch. He sends forth his word and it melts them. At the breath of his mouth the waters flow. He makes his word known to Jacob, to Israel his laws and decrees. 
He has not dealt thus with other nations. He has not taught them his decrees. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, you established peace within the borders of Jerusalem. Give the fullness of peace now to your faithful people. May peace rule us in this life and possess us in eternal life. You are about to fill us with the best of wheat. Grant that what we see dimly now, as in a mirror, we may come to perceive clearly in the brightness of your truth. Zion, give give praise to your God. He He has brought brought peace to your borders. Alleluia. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. The God of our fathers has raised up Jesus, whom you put to death, hanging him on a tree. He whom God has exalted at his right hand as ruler and savior is to bring repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. We testify to this. So too does the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those that obey him. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. The Lord is risen from the tomb. Alleluia, alleluia. The The Lord Lord is risen risen from from the the tomb. tomb. Alleluia, alleluia. He hung upon the cross for us. Alleluia, alleluia. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. The The Lord Lord is risen from the tomb. Alleluia, alleluia. Because he suffered death, we see Jesus crowned with glory and honor. Alleluia. Blessed be the Lord the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Because he suffered death, we see Jesus crowned with glory and honor. Alleluia. God the Father raised up Christ through the Spirit and will also raise up our mortal bodies. Let us cry out to Him. 
Lord, raise us to life through your Holy Spirit. All Holy Father, you accepted the holocaust of your Son in raising him from the dead. Accept the offering we make today and lead us to eternal life. Lord, raise us to life through your Holy Spirit. Look with favor on all we do today. That it may be for your glory and the sanctification of the world. Lord, raise us to life through your Holy Spirit. May our work today not be in vain, but for the good of the whole world. And through it, lead us to your kingdom. Lord, raise us to life through your Holy Spirit. Open our eyes today to recognize our brothers and sisters and our hearts to love them. So that we may love and serve each other. Lord, Lord, raise us to life through your Holy Spirit. And now we pause to add the intentions of our own hearts. We pray to the Lord. Lord, raise us to life through your Holy Spirit. Now let us offer together the prayer our Lord Jesus Christ taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hear our prayers, O Lord, so that what was promised by the sanctifying power of your word may everywhere be accomplished through the working of the gospel, and that all your adopted children may attain what the testimony of truth has foretold. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. And so Friday has arrived. Morning air is coming up with John and Glenn in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid a bit later on this morning. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's get together again tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. In the meantime, you go out, make this a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. 10 Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.